Technically Iowa is a Technology Association of Iowa podcast, highlighting innovators and tech leaders throughout the state. The Technology Association of Iowa is a statewide member-based organization uniting Iowa's technology community by connecting leaders, developing talent, driving public policy, and fostering diversity and inclusion. The Technology Association of Iowa believes every Iowa company is a technology company. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more and get involved. My name is Cassandra Kotek, and I will be your host for today's show. With us today talking about big data and data analytics is John Bertrand, Vice President of Information Technology at Craig Tool Company. Let's start with who you are and your day-to-day responsibilities at Craig Tool. Happy to be here today. And maybe I start off with just a little bit of sharing who, who Craig Tool is, and then I can give a little bit more background on what my responsibilities are here at Craig Tool. So Craig Tool, we've been around for about 30 years. Our promise is to activate people to experience the benefits of connecting head, heart, and hands through project building. So we design and produce DIY woodworking tools that people use to build projects. They, they see projects on social media or craigtool.com, and then they decide to build those using our tools. So our customers, they post their creations on social media. They share pride and sense of accomplishment of building projects using our tools. So our products are sold throughout the U.S. through Lowe's, Home Depot, Menards. We also sell online through Amazon and craigtool.com. However, those are just some of our domestic channels. We're a global company, which many people aren't aware of, and we sell in over 50 countries across the world. We have a a European operations in just outside of Munich, Germany. We also have employees in China. So not best kept secret, but many people don't know that Craig Tool here in Ankeny, Iowa is also a global company. I've been with the organization seven years. I lead our information technology, our analytics, and our digital solutions groups here at Craig. And so my team has responsibility for everything IT infrastructure to back office application, insights and analytics, and any of our digital consumer-facing applications. Awesome. So can you delve a little bit into the evolution of Craig Tool and where it was seven years ago and where it's at right now? Absolutely. Like I mentioned, been here for seven years. And before I came to Craig, I had a great leader from my previous company that told me, you know, take a look back every year and just see what you've accomplished, you know, when you get to the organization. And I've, I've taken that to heart and I do that every single year. And so seven years ago, when I joined the company, we were a very small family owned business, but we were transitioning to a mid sized business and also transitioning to being employee owned. So historically, Previous to me coming to Craig and as well as me being at Craig, we've doubled the size of this business every five years. So my early focus when I joined Craig was really around focusing on our internal systems. How do we continue to scale to keep up with the growth and not hold the business back uh, by limiting the capabilities of the systems? And data has been a big part of that as we've continued to scale. We built a data warehouse years ago to put those necessary tools in place in order to drive data-driven decision-making throughout the company. But even in most recent years, we've had to really focus on what are our core competencies as a company. With that, we've had to make some strategic decisions to invest more into digital consumer-facing technologies to drive customer engagement. And honestly, to learn more about our consumers and their journey they take with Craig Tool. So we've implemented platforms such as Salesforce, CRM, Commerce Cloud, Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And with those changes, you know, it's really caused us also to look at our data 
And how can we move faster marrying data from our internal systems as well as our cloud-based systems? So that's actually led us most recently to start spinning up new projects that are really going to focus on new analytic platforms in the cloud. So question for you, was Craig Tool in Germany and China seven years ago, or did that sort of evolve during your time at Craig? And why in those countries? Prior to me coming to Craig, we did have products that would get sourced from China. We've always also sold internationally, but in most recent years, it's just become more of a focus. And so from a supply chain perspective, we actually source product from all over the world. You know, we, we source from China. We actually source here domestically. We have some products that we source from India. We're now looking at Mexico. And so we look across the globe, both domestically and, and, and internationally, to determine where's the best place to source our materials and our products. So shifting the focus a little bit toward the manufacturing 4.0 revolution, how has Craig Tool adjusted and adapted so far? I know we don't really know where this revolution is headed, but can you speak to the adjustments that you've made? Definitely. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, we've really had to focus on what are our core competencies. And we've been doing that over the last few years. And with that, we've really had to face reality and looking at our core and decide, you know, what are are we going to be great at? And what areas do we need to just let go of and, and let partners help us with that growth? So traditionally, we've tried to do everything on our own. You name it, we try to do it. And we don't try to ask for external help. But our focus going forward as an organization is we decided, you know, we're going to be really great at product development. We're going to be really good at brand engagement. We're going to get a lot better at customer connectedness. And we have to get really great at supply chain long term. So with those decisions, we had to let go of some of our previous core competencies and find partners to help us scale long term. But from a specific aspect of 4.0, we have put a lot of focus um, on our new Ankeny facility that we just moved into. And we're implementing a lot of automation within our warehouse for picking and moving product within the warehouse. So we've made some significant investments with implementing a new warehouse management system, in addition to conveying systems to help transport, label, and sort product during the fulfillment process. And so that's just a few of the adjustments we've made as we look at 4.0 and how it impacts Craig moving forward. Were there any growing pains with those adjustments when they were made. Can you speak to that a little bit? Definitely. In my career, I think I've implemented now six warehouse management systems. <laughs> um, that's why I have a lot of gray hair. <laughs> so we, we, we actually implemented the new warehouse management system in our old facility up in Huxley, Iowa. And really, that was a, a risk mitigation effort to get our employees up to speed on the new system, learn the functionality, and, and really, so when we made our move to Ankeny, we we're going to be implementing a lot of new processes, and we did not want to implement new process along with new systems at the same time. I will say that implementation in Huxley went fantastic. It's probably, I, not probably, I think it's the best one I've seen in my career. So I, the team did a fantastic job, and it made our uh, transition to Ankeny a lot easier when we made the move to our new facility. And so definitely some you know issues that pop up right after implementation, but overall, It's been exciting. There was no impact to our customers as we made that transition. That's wonderful to hear. So moving on a little bit to big data, can you explain the importance of data for product companies like Craig Tool? We like to have a saying at Craig, you know, we're data rich, information poor. (laughs) 
And I, I'm sure a lot of companies feel that way. And of course, we're always harder on ourselves uh, than we probably should be. But some of the biggest opportunities for Craig as it relates to, to data capture and taking action from that data really falls into two different areas for us. One is just being just better understanding our consumer. So how can we leverage first party and third party data uh, to really understand our consumer better and to meet their needs from a product and a digital solutions perspective? So using data to better understand their customer journeys and adjust our processes to meet the customer where they expect to be. And then on the supply chain side, that's another big focus for us. So our sourcing models have changed quite a bit over the last few years. And so we really need to have end-to-end visibility of our supply chain. And it's just become extremely important for us. And so we did an engagement this summer with a, a consulting supply chain consulting firm. And we've identified a number of initiatives that we'll be executing on in 2022 that are focused both on the customer side as well as the supply chain side. How do you prioritize which processes to implement first? That's always the fun part, right? How do you prioritize these across the, across the enterprise? And so I'm fortunate enough in my role, I report directly to our CEO. So I'm part of our executive team. So I am also part of the team that's helping to develop strategy for Crate Tool. And so as we develop that strategy, we really look at, you know, what are the, what are the things that we're going after that we want to put focus on within the organization? And then from a portfolio standpoint, what are the things that we're going to measure in order to decide what gets priority? So there's different things that we look at when we prioritize. How does it align to our our strategy that we have set forth? But then we actually look at different KPIs, if you will, in terms of how is that going to impact EBITDA, which is our profitability? How is that going to impact our brand engagement? So it's not always about profits. How are we going to also improve that customer experience and improve the brand of Craig? And so those are just a couple of the items we look at, but we have a portfolio management process that's in place now that a lot of these projects come through to determine what gets prioritized and what gets resourced. Interesting. So what measures are taken to enhance machine-to-human and machine-to-machine communication? For me, it's a lot about optimization. So we have a couple examples right here, Craig, that we're, we're currently working on and putting into place. And one of them is called iWarehouse. So it's a, it's a device that's connected to our material handling equipment. So that's the equipment that moves product, you know, around the warehouse. And what that is going to do for us is it's really going to monitor safety of our, our employees as they, as they go around the warehouse. It's going to measure productivity and it's also going to look at how they travel through the warehouse. And so we're going to be capturing that type of data to really, at the, in the end, make our environment safer for our employees. But we're also going to use it to optimize picking paths when they're picking product and uh, potentially use it also to change the layout of our warehouse if we need to. So using, uh, using technology on our material handling equipment to you know, interact with the employee as well as the actions that they're doing in order to optimize uh, the warehouse is one area we're looking at. And then the second is the conveying and automation systems that I mentioned earlier that we implementing here in Ankeny. And really, that's a pure efficiency and labor optimization play. And in the end, it's really for us to increase our capacities for fulfilling orders without having to add labor to our workforce in the future. And so we made that decision before moving into Ankeny that we were going to make those types of changes to allow us to increase capacity over time and not have to find manual labor in order to help us fulfill orders. That's awesome. I love that you 
took maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you took sort of the layout of the Huxley location and sort of thought about what can I do to enhance or change or make the shelf life of the Ankeny location last longer. I find that interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, uh, like you mentioned earlier, I've been at Craig for seven years. I think we started this conversation about moving to a, or building a larger facility about five years ago. So there's been a lot of thoughtful planning into the facility and the operations in terms of how we, how we execute. Now, being a global company, why Ankeny? That's a great question. We get that quite a bit. You know, one of the reasons, you know, as we looked at building a, a new facility, there's a couple of things we looked at. One was we wanted to have exposure on the interstate. So we're located right on the I-35, I-80 corridor here in Iowa. And I forget how many, it's like 65, 70 million people drive through here every year. And so we wanted to make sure the brand was being exposed. And it's amazing when we broke ground and people knew it was Craig, how many people would say, holy cow, I didn't know you guys were building a, a, new, a new facility. And, or I didn't even know you're in Iowa is the other thing that would come up quite a bit. And then the other piece is we, as we looked at our workforce, a lot of our workforce actually lives down in this area. So a lot come from Des Moines, a lot come from Ankeny. I personally live in the Waukee area. And so when we, when we recruit and retain talent, Moving to the metro area was a, was a big piece of it. And another piece of information, last year, we saw significant demands in, into this year as well from uh, the pandemic. People staying home, they wanted to, to build projects, they're buying our tools. So we, we had to increase our labor quite a bit. And so we added 100 people to the organization in a very short time frame. And most of those people were coming from Des Moines. And so us moving closer to the metro just seemed like the right thing for the company and going and looking, you know, 20 years into the future kind of led us to, to this location. I am one of those people that drive by every day at least twice. And it is an absolutely gorgeous facility. I encourage everybody just to drive by and stare at it because it's it's beautiful. Yeah, we so kudos it. to you it. and the architects and the team that designed that building. It's it's beautiful. Thank you. So how is Craig Tool? I know you mentioned a few systems, including Salesforce. How is Craig Tool storing and analyzing big data? Do you use cloud or other systems? Yeah, we're actually we're in a transition right now. And so yeah, I mentioned earlier, we, we built out a data warehouse and that was about six years ago. So the company um, did not have any type of data warehouse six years ago. And so we um, decided to build one out. However, that warehouse was very internally focused and very uh, much so just operational data as it related to sales, product, operations, and supply chain. And so when you fast forward to today, our landscape of systems has just changed dramatically. And our strategy has pivoted too to be even more customer connected. So with those changes, it's caused us to reevaluate our tech stack for analytics we're actually in the process right now of moving to new platforms, utilizing AWS and solutions such as Databricks and Stitch and QuickSight. And so our business, like I mentioned earlier, has a great need to marry data across multiple sources. And that even includes social media. So we see a great long-term opportunity moving to cloud-based platforms so we can take advantage of connectors to products such as Salesforce, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram and also take advantage of any third-party data that's available in AWS's marketplace. 
what people don't necessarily always know about Craig, when you look at a, a company that produces and designs tools and sells them through major retail channels, if you go on social media and follow any of those companies, they typically don't have that big of a following. But if you check out Craig Tool on Facebook, Instagram, we have a massive following on uh, social media, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people posting about Craig every day. And so there's a great opportunity for us to be leveraging that data and learning more about our consumers and taking that data back into our product development processes, as well as our digital solutions that we want to come out with to help people with the building process. So how has your data storing and analyzing, how has that affected or impacted supply chain? It's been a roller coaster for sure over the last uh, 18 months. Yeah, you can't, you can't pull up a, a news story on the internet without hearing about supply chain issues. And, you know, last year, our, our biggest issue was we couldn't get enough material and product in to meet the demands. So the beginning of this year, we sent some major signals to our suppliers to, to basically ramp up and get, get inventory in place so we could keep up with the demands that we were seeing throughout the, the pandemic. And this year, the challenge has really been around availability and cost of freight and then the commodities. So a container a year ago or more than a year ago would cost $2,500. Now it's almost up to $30,000. And so definitely significant cost impacts to the business to continue to meet um, consumer demands. So that really caused us this year to really look at our supply chain and look for opportunities and places of, hey, where should we be putting warehouses in different parts of the world in order to fulfill our products? So one of our growing markets and countries is Australia, as an example. And so, you know, looking for warehouse, putting product in different places across the world to fulfill places like Australia and Europe is something that we're looking at. And we're using our internal data, obviously, in our analytics to help us make those decisions. That's amazing. I love the whole outside of the micro is the macro and you're constantly having to evaluate that on a global scale. That's fascinating. Can you give us sort of an insight on what customers can expect in the next five to 10 years as Craig evolves and technology and products and supply chain evolve? There's never a shortage of great things going on at Craig. So we have a very large appetite, probably sometimes bigger than it should be um, in terms of what we take on. Um, but we always have a ton of great things going on here. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, our purpose is to activate customers to experience that benefit of connecting head, heart, and hands through project building. So historically, we've done that through physical products that people buy and they use to make, to make various projects at home. In the last five years, we've added a lot of aspects to our, our brand, including project plans and learning content on craigtool.com. So consumers can expect more awesome physical product solutions from Craig. That's definitely going to continue into the future. But they should also expect to see more digital solutions coming to market to help consumers in the planning of their projects as well as the process of their building. So becoming more connected with our customers and the projects they're building will continue to increase our need for capturing the right information to inform decisions for our product development processes as well as the customer journeys that our customers go through. That is so exciting. Looking forward to seeing the user experience and, and other things get enhanced in the next five to 10 years. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, John. We have learned so much about Craig and everything it has to offer to Iowans as well as 
globally. This was fantastic. Thanks for having me on and look forward to doing these in the future as well. Thank you. Technically, Iowa is powered by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, dedicated to helping Iowa manufacturers remain globally competitive. Learn more at iowamfg.com.